there are so many amazing business coaches out there, but you have to know if, you know, whatever they offer, all of that coming from a good place, no doubt about this, it has worked for them. But make sure to go for what resonates with you because your path is unique. Take what resonates with you and leave the rest. Your path is unique. Do what feels aligned. And business is going to be most successful when you do it in the flow with who you truly are. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Reif, and this podcast covers lifestyle, travel, mindset, manifestation, and entrepreneurship. And you know what? I think I need to add spirituality into that mix because if you've been listening for the last probably six to nine months, I've been diving deeper and deeper into my spirituality, and that is very intentional. I am being so deliberate about sharing it on the podcast because It used to be something I kept to myself because I thought that's how spirituality worked. I used to keep my spirituality separate from my business, separate from the podcast, separate from conversations. Like I thought it was this hidden secret that I had to keep to myself. Yet the more and more that I talk about it, the more it becomes clear, like this is not a a hat to take on and off. This is part of me. Like my spirituality is my driving force in this human life. And so today I have on Catherine, the medium, and this is an incredible conversation. We cover so many things in the spiritual space and she's a medium. So I don't know about you all, but mediums and psychics, like those were terms growing up that I was, I personally were like, okay, yeah, that's not real. That's fake. And if you listen to my last episode with my journey to spirituality, one of my biggest awakenings was when I had a medium reading when I was in my early 20s. That totally opened the gate for me into my spirituality and exploring it. And so ever since that medium reading, I am 100% on board with psychics and mediums. And we really break down the barriers to what these things mean. Because I know what you're thinking if you've never heard from a psychic or a medium that they're fortune tellers, they're reading from a crystal ball, they see Casper the friendly ghost floating around. That's how I used to think of psychic mediums. And so I really wanted to have Catherine on because I wanted her to break down her experience of like, what does it really mean to be a psychic and have mediumship capabilities? What does it mean to talk to your spirit guides? What does it mean to be able to talk to people that have transitioned, right? Like, again, I used to think, oh, okay, these people just talk to ghosts. And I'm thinking of the Disney movies where ghosts are floating in the room and that's who you're speaking to. And Ever since I have really made an effort to understand psychics and mediums, I realize like actually a lot of us probably have these capabilities. We're just labeling them wrong or we're suppressing ourselves or we don't really want to tap into that power. And Catherine and I really get into this on the podcast. And I really think you're going to find a lot of value in this conversation, maybe feel validated in what you're feeling and know that you're not crazy. You might have psychic capabilities or mediumship capabilities. You might be one of the Claire senses. And I am just so excited for you all to tap into your own spirituality and listen from Catherine's perspective of like what it's like growing up with these capabilities, how to strengthen them, what it's like to get in touch with your spirit guides. I mean, we really cover so much ground. 
I could have talked to Catherine for probably the whole day. And funny enough, right after this conversation, we were like, actually, yeah, we need to keep talking. So she came on my Instagram, which is at Chelsea Rife, and she did a whole live with me on Instagram. And then I was on her podcast, which is called The Spiritual Academy. So we definitely kept the conversation going because things were just clicking. And I really think she does an excellent job of bringing the spiritual esoteric like lingo down to earth and making it easy to digest. And that's what I'm all about. I feel like when concepts are vague and esoteric and, you know, head in the clouds, airy fairy, it's really hard for the human mind to grasp it and implement it. And so then we just shut it off. And then that's why people think I'm not spiritual. I don't know how to manifest. I don't have those superpowers. I don't have those capabilities. And actually you do. You've probably just been hearing about them in the wrong way. So I really, really hope that you find value in this episode and hear Catherine's perspective, especially from being a medium and doing this as her life's work. She does incredible things with her work. She has a membership, a podcast. She does private readings, private mentorship. She really does it all. And I think you're going to really enjoy this, this whole episode. So be sure to give her a follow, which is at Catherine the underscore medium. And again, if you head to my page at Chelsea Rife, she was on there and we did a whole Instagram live expanding on some of the topics we covered today. So you're getting kind of a double dose of us. And then if you want a triple dose, then you can go over to her podcast and listen to me as a guest on hers. You may also be noticing that this episode is dropping a bit early this week. And that's very intentional because all the content in here is resonating deeply with what I'm teaching inside of spirituality for messy people. And I wanted you all to be able to hear this content before enrollment closes for that to maybe help you make a decision. I know some people are on the fence figuring out like, does this make sense for me? What's going to be talked about in there? Like, I'm not really sure. And I think this podcast because we go in so many directions with it, it will help you understand my whole viewpoint on these subjects. And then that's what I'm bringing into spirituality for messy people. So in week one of spirituality for messy people, we're talking about intuition. Like what the hell is it? What's the difference between that and your ego? How do you know how to strengthen it and listen to it? And what are some practices we can do to develop it that makes sense for us? And then in week two, we're talking about spirituality as a whole. Like, what does it mean? How can we tap into it? How can we build self-trust with our instincts and our spirituality? And again, creating our own adventure with that. Then in week three, we're actually going to get into a topic that I never really see discussed in any course is dealing with envy and jealousy. I don't know why we're all pretending that we don't deal with this. Like I'm a mindset coach. I have a therapist. I coach my clients through this and I still have moments where I get jealous or I compare or I deal with uh, anything that's like a negative comparison game on social media, especially. And I have to navigate that and my spirituality and my intuition is how I do that. So we're going to discuss ways that we can navigate those specific feelings that can just cause us to feel shame or doubt and obviously jealousy. And it's, it can feel icky sometimes. And you're like, I don't want to be a jealous person, but I don't know how to get over it. We're going to talk about that in week three. And then in the final week, we're going to talk about manifestation. I have been on a, <laughs> on a soapbox with manifestation lately because I feel like manifestation is always presented in this really pretty box of like, here's how you do it. Here's the structures and systems, plug it in and play. And if you don't follow this system, then you're just not going to manifest. 
And I obviously don't agree with that. I have been talking about this a lot on my Instagram, a lot on the podcast, but to me, it's really important for us to realize manifestation is personal. You're actually manifesting all the time. Me doing this podcast intro right now is a manifestation. I thought about doing it. I planned it out, plugged in the microphone, started recording, and now I have a manifestation, which is a thought that was in my mind and I brought it into reality. We're going to break down the basics of what manifestation is, but then also start to understand how you've already been manifesting and what ways you can keep coming back to that to understand you don't have to put your manifestation practice into someone else's definition of it. You don't have to shove it into what another person thinks it is or follow their formula if it's working for you. And obviously I love systems and structures when they make sense, but I just don't like this whole idea that there's one way to do it or that there's you know only one guru to follow or one expert. That's just simply untrue. I know there's multiple truths that exist in the world. And so that's what week four is covering. Like how can we create our own manifestation practice that makes sense with our human experience and our energy while combining, again, our strength of our intuition and our spirituality mixed into it all. So I'm so fucking excited. We get started on Thursday, this Thursday, May 20th. And there are two different options. There's a regular option for 444. And I actually added two new payment plans, which you can find in the show notes. And then the elevated member is 999. And that is also a payment plan within the show notes as well. And the elevated member is unlimited voice note and text access for the month. So you will get to talk to me for the entire month. You can ask questions, you can get coaching, you can celebrate, you can have a conversation. I like to think of it as having me in your back pocket on speed dial because that's really what it is. So that's the elevated member option. And again, both of these have different payment plans and I will link those in the show notes. So I really hope again that you listen through to this whole conversation because we really cover so many different corners of the spiritual space. And if you did enjoy it, be sure to tag us on Instagram stories and leave a rating or review. They are the absolute best. We appreciate them so much. And they honestly help book guests like Catherine. So I deeply appreciate you listening and I can't wait for you to hear this episode. Let's dive in. Okay, everyone, I am so excited to be joined today by Catherine, the medium. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) I am so, so excited. We actually connected through a course of one of our mentors, Tori Washington, actually two, and Fallon Satterfield, which I love both of them. I'm trying to get both of them on the podcast so because we learned so much in that spiritual business training. And we've followed each other. We've kept in touch. And I have seen your content. It's absolutely amazing. You're talking about getting in touch with spirit guides, spiritual awakenings, and your Instagram name is Catherine the Medium. So I want to actually discuss, did you have medium capabilities as a child or how did you figure out that you had this gift? Oh, that was quite a journey. (laughs) So I started channeling when I was about four and have so my entire life. That is something actually lots of mediums and psychics experience when you go through like your teenage years, you know, you start kind of suppressing it because you start figuring out that you might be quote unquote different or that actually not everybody is capable because when you grow up, they always told me like my family, oh, you're so clairvoyant and stuff, but I was never like 
as a four-year girl, you're not aware you're talking to spirits. <laughs> you're just that, right? I was so happy and fortunate to have a great aunt who was like the biggest psychic ever as well. But it took me so many years to understand that this gift that I have, well, everybody is able to do it, but not everybody does it quite naturally, if that makes sense. So yeah, it was quite a journey. It's safe to say, but I did start channeling when I was a little girl. But then, yeah, really being consciously aware of that, it took quite a bit of time. <laughs> and when your parents said you were clairvoyant and noticed this, how did they know that? Well, I think my mom's side of the family, those were the ones who told me, right? My great aunt, she's from that side of the family. So she was very much connected and aware of being aware of spirits and that you can actually connect to them in the first place. And this is probably why she saw that in me. And I'm pretty much sure she was also aware that I'm psychic. And my mother actually noticed I would talk to a quote unquote invisible friend when I was very small. I think people, you know, they say that a lot that younger children talk to invisible friends, but really those are most likely spirits. So today I know who that was because I actually asked for this. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's how we figured out. And so I was kind of aware of that, but I don't also think that in the 80s, they were really familiar with the term psychic medium. I'm mm. not sure it was a thing back then. Like today, you you know what it is, what those people do, but back then, I'm not sure. <laughs> and you're European. Like I'm American and I feel like this psychic medium wave has come and gone and now it's very, very big in America where I feel like people are always trying to find peace or joy or harmony by booking psychic medium readings. And there's definitely pockets around the United States where it's like where I'm from in Florida, there's a place called Casadega and it's where all the psychic mediums live. And then in like Sedona, Arizona, there's That's this right. big pocket of psychic yeah. mediums. And so I'm curious in Europe and your experience, was this like, were there like pockets of this too? Or did you ever feel like alone or did you feel like there was a community here? Very much alone because Europeans, well, there are certainly pockets too, but Europeans are not necessarily as open to it, like everything beyond the tangible, if I may say that. And also, you know, those pockets in America, it's like a community where you have that safe space and have that space to actually awake. And also when you say this sort of trend going on right now, this kind of huge mass awakening we're experiencing, but not just in the US, I want to say, but really on a global level with everything, you know, 2020, 2021 happening, it makes sense. Like people really sort of try to connect and actually are almost forced <laughs> with the whole time they have now to figure out what really is the truth to themselves. So is there a difference? Yes, I really want to say that. But also, like my soul, I don't know, I've always felt like I'm in the wrong country, even as mm -hmm. a little child. I, I, I always felt so much, so drawn to America and everything going on there. Like I knew I could fully express myself and be safe 
in the U.S., but not over here. So do I feel like I live in the wrong country? Yes. <laughs> and it makes sense because I want to say like 80% of my clients and students that are from the U.S. and the rest of the 20% really all over the world. But you can see there's like a, this is where probably my spirit belongs to. So I don't know what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting too, because now I'm in Europe and I am doing like mindset coaching, manifestation stuff. And I can see what you mean where I'm trying to apply for a visa as a freelancer and the people helping me are like, what you're doing, like, isn't really a job here. Like this isn't yeah. a thing. And I'm like, what in America? Like there's so many coaches, like everyone's a coach. Everybody does this. And they're like, we might have to come up with a new title. Like, I'm not sure that this is going to fly here. And I'm, I, I always thought, what do you mean? Like, you're, it's funny. The grass is always greener. Americans always look to Europeans as being yeah. these like very tuned in, tapped in intuitive people. And especially here in Germany, I'm not finding that on my end. I'm like, Oh, like, I mean, people are much more mindful and like move slower through life here than America, but the whole coaching and medium and psychics and stuff. Yeah. I can tell that that's still very much a new, a new topic here. Well, they don't understand why you want to put your money on something that you, you know, you're not going to get a car, you're not going to get a house. So as I said, this is not like the tangible kind of work. Mm. And interestingly enough, but what I want to say so is that in your, also in Europe, you know, like the managers, the really high positions, they do have coaches and mentors and they put a lot of money on that. But for like the everyday kind of corporate people, no. Yeah. That's not a thing. So don't even try to do your taxes with that. <laughs> <laughs> you literally have to come up with something. But that is really also like when I started realizing that this is not, quote unquote, just a my gift, but also my career. I had a lot of, lot of connections really asking back and forth, should I do it in my sort of mother tongue, right? And that was always this clear answer, no. No, you do it in English because first of all, I didn't only just feel like I belong to the U.S., like my soul and spirit 100%, but also for the language, it is so much more easy to express myself, who I am and what I channel in English. And I was just a clear and very, very strict no from spirit. Like you cannot reach the people that need to hear you in another language than English. So never question it again. And it makes sense. And it feels like home to me. So, wow. And I want to talk about how you started to realize this gift could be my career. So you were talking about the journey to realize, okay, this is a gift. This is something I need to be more conscious of. Walk us through that process of what it was like really owning that. It was a long process. I think understanding that this is my gift and who I am. So not just my gift, but really who I am. It was a journey. It was a struggle. It was a whole lot of spiritual awakenings. But as I, you know, lots of my clients, I walk them through the awakening. So it makes sense. I had to go through this, right? But really embracing it too. I want to say the biggest part was a, first of all, understanding that this is a unique gift because up until the day I have the struggle believing that not everybody could, you know, sense all of the emotions, connect with spirits, 
receive all the downloads, but I guess it's because I do see that everybody could do it. It's just if you weren't allowed in and probably I also couldn't be the teacher that I am today if that wasn't my opinion or my point of view, right? So it makes sense. But still understanding that not everybody also chooses to do this. And then I think it is also part of like imposters <laughs> where it's like, well, this is so natural to me. This is what I do. Like, how would I even, you know, receive some money, okay, energy in exchange for that, right? Like, how could I even like receive anything for that when this is even who I am? Well, once I learned this and how I can guide and help people transform their lives, because really, If you do this work, your life can change if that is what you want. To see my students and clients, like for the first time in their life, really living who they are, that's like the biggest thing to witness, to be allowed to be in a position to help them and guide them and really, you know, maybe show them the open doors and stuff. I would say that has been the most amazing time of my life. Oh, I can't even imagine. Like you said, it's it's like seeing people step into their power is yeah. your job. Like that's an incredible job yeah. and purpose that not <laughs> yeah. everybody gets to do or wants to do. And I think it's so amazing that you've owned your power and really said, like, I can help people with my gifts. I'm not going to hide these because I think, too, what happens sometimes why people get scared and think they don't have the gifts is because we see the media and movies really mm. like overdo what it means. Like when I think people hear yeah. the word psychic and they think you like stop and all of a sudden have a future, you know, fortune telling type of setup in your home and a vision. And it's like, I now have learned through very basic spiritual development skills that things can come to you just through like a feeling or a, a word or a scent or certain things. And I was like, Oh, I thought you like, saw, you know, a bubble in your head with a vision of my future. Like, what do you mean? And it was a very watered down version of what I thought like psychic mediumship was until I started learning about it. And so I'm curious, like you said, clairvoyant earlier, what are the things that you feel or sense or see when you are doing readings or helping people? I love you bring this up. You have no idea how much I love this because I've, I always refer to this like, Listen, first of all, I love Disney movies, but they kind of messed us up, right? Yeah. <laughs> When we think of magic, we think of the magic ones and the sparkles and well, there are magic ones out there, but not the kind of like do the noises and do the sparkles. And when you shift reality, it's like in Star Trek, by the way, I love Star Trek. So, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, is there magic out there? Yes, a hundred percent. But Not like we have seen it in Hollywood. And I think this is what people need to understand. This is also where, you know, it comes back to being connected and really allowing this and acknowledging it. I think, and you too, by the way, you're like, your energy is vibrant. If you would understand how much you can value and appreciate and also realize Like what I always say is your emotions, that's your GPS. It can never lead you wrong. It can never do so. But you just have to 
appreciate it, acknowledge it, don't suppress it because today's society is teaching us to really, you know, push through this. Don't be whining. Don't be complaining. What? Don't be sad. Like you ain't got time for this. You got pushed through. No, all of those kind of things is your emotional GPS. That is what's supposed to guide you. And we human beings, by the way, I never try to disgrace our human side. I'm just identifying it. This is typical human. Like we always try to have explanations. We always need to have things make sense to our logical mind, aka our ego. But when reality, our emotions, our inner GPS, the guidance, the guidance from our highest self, our spirit guides, right? Most of times they don't make no sense at all. But guess what? It's always going to lead us to where we want to be. It's just allowing that to actually, just allowing it. That's a big part. So what I see, (laughs) that's a good one. I think we're going to push some envelopes over here. (laughs) (laughs) So when I connect to people, I actually all the time do see spirit guys right away. Just because I allow them to. I mean, they're there anyways, right? The present is there. But I like consciously say that when I'm in the supermarket, please, I can't, you know, you have to set up your boundaries sort of. But when I have my readings, obviously I want to see them. I see energies like when you have had traumas in your childhood and spirit guides really want me to see that, they're going to bring it up. Or if I see past life connections, like I literally feel and sense the energy And then really it comes down to whatever your spirit guides want me to see. They give me pictures. They give me sense. Like the other day I had a reading and I suddenly couldn't breathe anymore. And then she was like, well, the forest near to my home has been burning. And that was a smoke or it was actually the same person. Her spirit guides literally showed me like brushing teeth. I'm like, why would she show me to that? She was like, oh my God, she had issues with her teeth. Or, you know, most of times things that make no sense at all. This is the pictures that they show me, things I would have to smell. And also spirit guides, because they're sometimes like um, loved ones that have transitioned. By the way, never say dying because spirit cannot die. It can only transition, right? So maybe loved ones that have transitioned like spirits from former lifetimes, that's happening a lot. So also sometimes they have different accesses, like accents and or use different wordings, all those kind of stuff. It's so amazing. Like I have learned so many things through that. It's like amazing. (laughs) And that's the thing when you're saying this, like I hear accents or I see brushing teeth, people are going to think Hollywood that you're like, you know, hearing a voice in the room really loudly, or that you're like literally seeing Casper, the friendly ghost floating around. And so I'm curious when you say like hear an accent, is it like you're thinking of it? Do you literally hear a voice? Like walk us through that experience. I love that. So I sometimes do hear voices. Do I appreciate that? Not so much. (laughs) Because that can be quite something. But most of times they connect my very own voice. But as you learn, as you go, you can definitely tell the difference. Like 
this is this spirit guide of mine. This is not, this is my uncle checking in. Like I already know from their energy and also from what I see, but sometimes I also do see like energies walking through. Do I appreciate that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> not always. <laughs> Most of the times it's really like seeing with your third eye. Mm. And that is different than seeing with your human eyes because you see energies and that is very much so a thing. So if you listen to this, be like, what the heck is she talking about? <laughs> if you can just allow it into what you sense, this is like why it's for uh, psychic mediums also smudge a lot, do a whole lot of energy cleansing. It's really important. So yeah. And you know what? I want to point this out because just a couple months back, I figured, you know, when they have psychics, they always show them with this glass bowl. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I wondered, like, why does that stick so much? So it makes sense. When I channel, I will always look like on the left, on the top, on the right, because I try to focus on everything being downloaded, being channeled. So this why I'm always like looking around. And if they look into this glass bowl, they focus their energy. Mm. So it makes sense. It's not like there there's a TV hidden or something. <laughs> 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 Understand where this idea could be coming from, but really they focus their energy. I was actually considering getting a glass bowl. Right oh my then. gosh. No, it just it it seems so woo-woo, right? I really don't like the word woo-woo, but no, me either. Yeah, no, because I'm not a Disney movie. Like I'm for real. I'm a, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I have a dog. I have a house. I'm blonde. I'm tall. I wear lipstick. I'm probably right. nothing you would, you know, think about when you think of a psychic medium. But, you know, it, it's just really about focusing that energy to one point. And it makes sense. So I wow. just wanted to clarify this, how you could come up with this. So am I wearing like a scarf around my head? No. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense. The glass ball. Because I never knew that mm -hmm. either. And to your point, that's what we see, right? Like you said, in the Disney movies and there's the genie in the bottle, or there's a glass ball, or there's, there's mm -hmm. always something the the magic wands. And so people are expecting that when they hear the word psychic medium. And like you said, they probably get on a call and here you are totally <laughs> chilling in your room and they're probably like where's her ball and her wand and her scarf and it's like that's not what it is those are just like tools to focus that makes a lot of sense that so good you're saying that it's tools and when you really like tone it down all of the movies so like i want to say what it originates from like the glass ball or stuff it makes sense it's just like so over dramatic, over the talk. And this is why I would really love to demystify all of those things, like take Hollywood away, strip it off, strip off Disney. Again, love Disney, but you know, <laughs> all the special effects, if you can strip it off and actually come to understand, like, I think people listening to this today will be surprised how quote unquote psychic they really could be if they would just understand they don't have to shoot a movie in Hollywood in order to be a psychic. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said that because throughout the all of 2020, like you mentioned, I feel like many people have these spiritual awakenings or started really getting in touch with their intuition. And I ended up doing this spiritual development course. And honestly, it's just because it looked fun. It was like, learn about the chakras <laughs> and tarot cards and all these things. 
And then all of a sudden she's like, okay, we're going to be practicing doing readings on each other. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not psychic. I'm not medium. Like I'm, I'm in the wrong course. Like I think I signed up for the wrong thing. And she was like, no, you need to just meditate and get in touch with your senses. Exactly. Like what Mm -hmm. you're saying, it's your emotions and your feelings. And now whenever I get like goosebumps or chills, I'm like, well, I'm not cold. That's something speaking to me. So even earlier when you were speaking, I was like getting all these goosebumps and I'm like, but I'm under a blanket right now. I'm wearing wool socks. And I'm like, that is spirit and something's here. And so this, yeah, this spiritual mentor was so helpful in like really letting me know everyone has these gifts, but not everybody is going to tap into them and use them. And I think people are scared. Like, when you yeah. said, you know, I, I see an entity or an energy or something, people are like, nope, nope, shut down. I don't want to do that. And so can you talk about some ways that you do protect your energy and kind of when you say, are there like bad energies or spirits and how can you make sure that you're not being affected by them? Oh, I love that. By the way, this is why I was, uh, you were talking, I was like dancing over here <laughs> because you know what, when I channel, I always have goosebumps and you know why that is? Because your human body is a vessel and the energy, everything you channel is flushing through. This is why you have those body sensations like goosebumps. This is why you experience them. And also, like after I have readings, that's a horrible truth, gain a lot of weight. I need to release it <laughs> because I always crave sweets after readings. Wow. So interesting. Okay. So, but I just wanted to let you know this because I thought you might like that. Well, are they bad energies? That is a big thing, especially, you know, with all of those shows with the haunted houses. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let me say this. There is nothing like an evil spirit. Very well possible that it feels to us like that because we can pick up that this energy is not coming from a positive space. Let's put it this way, right? But this is then, and this is the experience I've made because better belief, I have met some spirits. I was thanking them for being in my house, but then also asking them to leave because currently like, thank you so much for being here, but now you're allowed to leave. This is how I phrase it. And then I much the heck out of it. And then figured out how I can protect my house to have them not even coming in the first place. But when I do sense them around, I know they're never coming from a place from trying to harm us. That kind of picture being presented in the media and those shows, it's not true. I think it's easy to believe that because it feels very daunting to us and hurtful. And we can probably pick up the pain they're going through. Well, this is what I want to say. When spirits are in that place, it's almost like they have never been like in a in a space where they could be fully transitioned into the light. And somewhere it feels like they're stuck because they have experienced or done something in their lifetime, which they cannot let go of. And this is why they feel stuck in, in like in this very bad and energetic place. Like, is it possible for spirits to move around things and stuff? Yes, it is. Definitely. Wow. That makes me just think about so many different things as you're talking, because when you say spirits are like moving around to different things, or maybe it was a spirit that didn't get to fully see the light. Mm. It makes me think of sometimes how in life, like going back to the humanness of life, we have either a relationship or a friendship or a job or like something doesn't work out. And this is a question that I've never really asked anyone. And I would love your opinion is 
sometimes people say, you know, I have a, a toxic friend in my life. I need to cut them off or this person's being, um, you know, not a great energetic exchange with me. And so my mom actually told me one time, she was like, Chelsea, if you are claiming to be so spiritual, when you have those challenging people in your life, you need to try to like lift them up with your spirituality, not cut them off with all these boundaries. And I'm curious of your take on that subject. If there is like a toxic friendship or relationship, and I'm not saying uh, abusive, right? Like, for example, if someone is going through something really hard and they're just projecting it onto you, that's what I'm talking about. How do you deal with that? have experienced that so many times also within my own family this is what i want to say light attracts darkness that's what it is even if you don't consider yourself being quote-unquote spiritual or whatever people will always sense when you are this light being and especially people who carry a lot of baggage let's say and trauma they will feel attracted to your energy is it your responsible to uplift them? No. That's a very clear and strict answer. No. It is not your purpose to uplift other people. Your purpose, you fulfill it already by just breathing and being. And your energy will then already uplift them. Is it your job to walk somebody through them when it really feels toxic to you? No. It is very important to have your boundaries in place. And, you know, especially when we're talking about people that you truly love. And like I said, I'm, I'm very not happy to, but I'm, I, I want to share this because I think when it comes to family, we all know this is nothing you're going to cut off easily, right? Especially when it's close family. But have there been people from my very close family I had to cut off because it was so toxic? Yes. I did. And you know what? I'm not saying that like that was a decision I needed years to do it, but I was like a whole different person once I did it. Because the more those people sense that I was this like light being, let's say, the more they have gotten toxic. It's so important you take care of your energy because remember, you can only give if your cup is full. Yes. So it is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is taking care of Chelsea, making sure your cup is full because then you serve your, you, you just being you, as I said, you serve your purpose, your light. That's all. So, so true and insightful. And it, it makes me think too, when you said like the work that, that we do, but and especially you actually getting in touch with people's spirit guides and, and energies around them can be very draining. Like, do yeah. you find sometimes at the end of the day that you're like, whoa, like, I feel like I have been up for three days or something. And how do you make sure that you aren't overgiving? What you're talking about is also being referred to energy vampires, by the way. Mm. They like literally soak up your energy. Most of them don't even do it purposely. Like they don't intend to do something bad to you. It just happens. But no, it is good to have your boundaries in place. Boundaries don't have to be evil. Boundaries can be coming from a loving place. Just want to say that. Yeah, that's really important. Like, do I feel drained? Yes. <laughs> because when I do my readings, I'm like, never in my life do I feel that much energy because literally the energy is flushing through me. Hands 
craving sweets, which I, <laughs> I urgently need to replace that. It's horrible. <laughs> it's funny in sweets. It's like, at least in sweets and not like, a, you know, alcohol or smoking yeah, or something. No. It's like, well, you know what? I can't I, ever since I'm like fully awoke and, you know, standing in my power and living it. I can't do energy drinks anymore. <laughs> Oh my god. Like back in the days, I would be drinking energy drinks all day long because hello, kids. But listen, I for the sake of my life, I would be fly. (laughs) Like literally. But while they're actually spiritual practices, spiritual tools, I do every single day. I make sure to really cleanse my energy. Like I have some rituals down before reading. And to make sure I always channel the words the person needs to hear it. I also did that before our interview, actually, because I wanted to make sure. Well, I know it already happens, but set the intention to whoever will listen to that because they need to hear it to make sure I can say the words that will understand. This is, by the way, when I do my podcast interview, I always have the title, never any notes, because I know I channel the title and then things will just literally flow through me. So it's me speaking, but really spirit sending out the messages, if that makes sense. So I have some spiritual tools in place. But at the end of the day, this really is about the balance of being a human being and, you know, channeling spirits, which is quite challenging at times. But the more you do it, the more you live it. Also, there are only certain times a day when I do my readings because I know, you know, it works best for me then and stuff. So, yeah. This it's definitely <laughs> figuring this out, but I love it. You know, it's it's this is definitely a life out of the norms of society for sure. But I believe if more people could be open to that their life purpose or their life path is outside of that, and that's fine, and you will still be able to pay your bills, maybe even much better then, right? <laughs> if you could just be in your true known power. It will like enlighten the world even more so. Ooh, actual goosebumps. You guys aren't on video, but I'm showing I have like goosebumps all <laughs> You're over. Channeling. Ooh, I am channeling, apparently. And yeah. I'm so glad we're having this conversation too, because it's just validation and a reminder. If you are any type of healer, coach, psychic medium, it doesn't serve you to overbook yourself and back to back and all day long, because that is going to be very draining. And it's a lesson I'm learning right now, even though I'm not integrating like psychic mediumship into my work, what I am doing is very intuitive and it provides a lot of energy. And, you know, from a business standpoint, it would make sense just book a bunch of meetings every day and see what happens. And I quickly learned that is a fast track to burnout and you can easily, easily deplete yourself and, and I'm curious from like a business standpoint, and like you said, there's like this balance between being human and spiritual. And I went through this where I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to just go like live in the mountains alone and, and be with mm-hmm. my spirit guides. But then it's like, okay, wait, I need to like market on Instagram and do email marketing. And then like, and I was having this trouble where then actually a shaman and I connected and she was like, you're not separate. It's not like spirit is over here and your human is over here right. and you need to pick a side. It's like, you're the vessel for it. And it really clicked. Like, I don't need to be 
almost like shaming technology and Instagram no. and all these things. It's like, no, that's actually the tools that we are just using in society today. So I'm just curious, like your take on business and technology and, and humanness and spirit. It's not really a question, but more so like a, a concept of making sure that you are honoring your human side too. It is. And this is one of the biggest struggles people will experience once they hit their spiritual awakening journey. There will be a time when you become so much awake, when you understand and really be able to identify those very quote unquote typical human behaviors, and then how much your spiritual side might not being equal to today's society. It's almost a mess sometimes. So this is really when you want to learn how to balance that. Also for business, I've been an entrepreneur for 14 years. And I've had very successful businesses. I've had one business crashing, which was funny enough. I was 24 years old, doing my first business, was super successful. Guess what? Then there was a bump in the road. I started listening to other people, not myself. Guess what? I crashed it. And I actually do also readings for entrepreneurs. And one of my psychic mentorship students, she is actually an entrepreneur. And we work very much on that because also technology is a huge gift. Is it spiritual? Absolutely. Spirit will want if Spirit loves social media. Better believe it. But the thing is, because also I want to clarify this, Spirit guys have a thing distributing their messages on social media. Like what? Also remember, spirit is so much more powerful than any algorithm, okay? Just want to put it out there because you can trust that spirit will make sure whoever needs to see your content will see it. Chills again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because... Yeah, because we, we, you know, we hear about, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this and that product offer letter, whatnot. There are so many amazing business coaches out there, but you have to know if, you know, whatever they offer, all of that coming from a good place, no doubt about this. It has worked for them, but make sure to go for what resonates with you because your path is unique. Take what resonates with you and leave the rest. Your path is unique. Do what feels aligned. And business is going to be most successful when you do it in the flow with who you truly are. Is it spiritual to, to have a business on social media? Heck yes, because spirit knows this is how you're going to reach people or make it more easy for some people to connect to you. Because this is where people, you know, spend, tend to spend their time nowadays. But Make sure it's not going to drain you and make you burned out and listening to everybody being like, oh, you got to post five times a day and you got to do this. And this is where you really lose that connection and get like in this full like of exhaustion mode. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy you're saying this because even validating like being on social media and having a business on social media is spiritual I feel like it's providing such relief to so many people because I think people did start feeling like, is it spiritual to be on Instagram stories? Like, do I really need to be promoting on my email list or whatever the case is? And what you're saying is like, do what feels good. And this happened to me recently where I was taught like, use your Facebook group, use your Facebook group, use your Facebook group. And I was like, I don't like going on Facebook. And I just kept posting and I was like, it actually is feeling draining. And I finally was like, 
it's not a big deal, but it really is draining my energy every day. And so I was like, I'm going to shut down my Facebook group. There were like 300 people in there. I probably could have gotten some clients out of it, but I was like, this doesn't feel slow and easy and fun. And what you're saying is then it, if it's not feeling like that, then why would you keep pushing at it? Like you need to listen to the flowiness. I love that example because guess what? If you would have kept it going, you might have attracted clients, but would have those been clients in alignment? Would you have loved the work? Probably not. And that, by the way, like being a spiritual entrepreneur, that's the same like saying, if you're wealthy, you're not spiritual. What a whole bunch of boulder dash. Like, yeah. Money Total is empty. <laughs> Money can make you just more of who you are. Money is going to help you uplift other people, investing in whatever makes you happy. And, and all of this, like all of this success, money, all of those, you know, we believe it's tangible, but even Einstein has taught us already, <laughs> everything is energy. So spirit and energy is unconditional love. There are no rules. There is no right and no wrong. There's no judgment. Because remember, even if you say yes to something, it's a sort of a judgment, if that makes sense. And energy is none of that. And it's difficult for us human beings to wrap our minds around that because all we ever learned is judgment, good or bad, but it's still judgment and really trying to unlearn those. And by the way, I call a spiritual awakening unbecoming to who you truly are, because people always think that would have to be this and that person to live this and that kind of lifestyle or, you know, change 360, whatnot. No, it's about being who you truly are. Oh, so validating. I, I once again have goosebumps. I'm like half this interview is just like spirit being like, yes, yes. And I'm curious, like when we're talking about it and we're talking about goosebumps and um, how spirit really is sending you messages, something that you really help people with is getting in touch with their spirit guides. And I know so many people are wanting to figure out how to do this. So can you walk us through how to get in touch with our spirit guides? Yeah, totally. So people always believe that would have to do like a psychic or a medium, like a psychic medium, like I do it, like literally talk to them. No, spirits communicate in so many ways and you can trust on that they will always communicate with you in the way that they know for a fact it is most likely for you to receive it. So let's say you really love listening to music guess what? They're going to send you a song or maybe just even like a line in a song that they know you will have to listen to. And when you're like, oh, was that for me? If you just have that thought, no, it was for you. Or a big thing is angel numbers. Oh my God. Do spirit love numbers, <laughs> house numbers, license plate numbers, you know, account statement numbers, all the numbers, or it, maybe even billboards. Like literally billboards, advertisements, books, like all of the ways you could think about communicating with your spirit guides don't always have to look as in you have a conversation like literally in your hand, like you would have a phone conversation. You can communicate them in any way you want to. And what will really help with that if you're just starting this out, first of all, the one sentence I keep on repeating 24 seven is in stillness you receive. So let's say you're <laughs> in a congestion one hour late to this really important appointment when you're stressed out, 
that's probably not the point where you want to start <laughs> communicating just because you're so caught up and clouded in the state of exhaustion and stress. But if, let's say, for example, at night, you're calming down right before you go to bed and really, you know, can strip off the stress and stuff. And even if meditating is not for you, you can still try to calm your thoughts and calm down and set the intention. Then one big thing, and I've seen that with clients, with students, with everybody, they love communicating with you in your dreams. Mm. Why is that? Because while you have this human experience, you're the most naturally connected without all of the outside noise when you're asleep. Yes. It's so crazy because we've been watching our planet on Netflix a lot. And I keep having all these dreams with animals and animals are so symbolic. And then oh, yeah. the number 44, I talked about this in my podcast before, but I remember like I felt so guilty last year because my grandfather transitioned and I wasn't there for his funeral. And I always felt guilty that I couldn't fly home. And all of a sudden, I just started noticing 44s everywhere. Like anytime I look at the clock, it'd be 444. My phone would be charging at 44%. The Like everything was 44. And I just told my mom, it's so funny. I keep seeing 44. And she stopped and she's like, you know, that was your grandpa's favorite number. And I was like, what? Wow. Like see that is that? him. And ever since then, anytime I see a 44, you know, what's the funniest thing about being in Germany is the license plates are all like, they all have like 44 and my boyfriend's license plate has four fours on it. I'm like, this is crazy. I just feel like my grandpa's like, I know Germany is like a bit to adjust to, but don't worry. I'm there with you. And like, Every time I look at my phone, my charger, anything, it's a 44. And I used to just think like, oh, that's a fun little thing. And now that we're talking, it's like, no, that really is spirit communicating. It is. And I love how you actually figured that yourself, because guess what? The more you understand it, the more you trust it, you can also ask questions, especially when you have like those big life questions or maybe just like, what am I going to have for lunch? <laughs> like, right. You can literally have a game of that if you really want to like sort of train yourself understanding the signs spirit loves to play games like not in a bad way right but really just to play and when they see if, uh, that intention in you being interested and be more connected and having this you know connectiveness <laughs> they will love to support you so you can literally go there ask questions you can and really do whatever resonates the most with you I have seen and I love writing I love everything writing better believe my mentorship students they write a whole lot <laughs> because writing is like putting magic onto a paper and also sometimes it's you know when you struggle with the idea of connecting to something invisible because if you're new to all of this and now we're here pushing your envelopes like what <laughs> you might try to figure this out you can write your questions down that's going to make it more easy for you more accessible and just trust you're going to receive the answer oh yeah writing is so powerful and so powerful and like I said, I think people just resist it. They hear the word meditation or writing or journaling. And it's like, it doesn't have to be this three hour thing every day. No. It can just be like, I'm going to sit for 10 minutes and ask this question. And I'm glad you brought up how you make, not make, but like probably have your mentorship students do that because the spiritual mentorship I was in, she had us actually 
we were doing like a telepathy exercise where she was like, I'm thinking of a movie in the 21st century. And like, that's all I'm giving you. I'm literally just thinking of it. I'm thinking of the images, the sounds, and I want you to just try and like tap into your senses of what it is. And my human, you know, logical ego was like, this is bullshit. How are we going to figure this out? We have (laughs) no hints. Like this makes no sense. How would anyone ever figure this out? This could be any movie on earth. And I started writing And I kept getting like a field and I just kept writing like wild, wild West, the desert. And I was like, what movies are wild, wild West? And I was just thinking of Western movies. And then it was like a flash came to me, like an open field. And I was like, fields, fields. Oh, sound of music. There were a ton of like open fields and the sound of music. And I remember being like, what the, like, whatever. I just wrote it down and I circled it because it like really was coming to me. And I was like, this is so random. Like, this is the craziest exercise I've ever done. And then we finished up and we went around and she was thinking of the sound of music. And I was like, holy shit, writing is crazy. Like if I wouldn't have actually put the pen to paper and and really visualized and wrote out what I was thinking, I don't think I would have gotten to that place because my thoughts would have just drowned it out. But because like you said, it's magic. It's like getting it out. It was like spirit was telling me something and I just had to listen. But I like to tell that story because again, I think people think that I have this like, you know, out of body experience. And I was like floating in the air and saw the word. It was like, no, I was just writing as if it was a normal day. That word came to me, that movie, and I circled it. And then that's what she was thinking about. That's what I love about writing because your brain wires differently when you put things onto paper and spirit knows that. And here we go, bring your human side together with your spirit side. And I just want everybody to know who's listening. Like, even if you think right now, now, like, how would that work? I am not that person. I didn't grow up like that. Like nobody ever called me Claire Cognant or whatever, right? Everybody has that connection. And I would just love to, even if you cannot fully commit to this, to just be open to it. And the number one message I really have is if you believe this could be a sign, trust it is. Doesn't matter how big, how small, how crazy, how lunatic, how whatever. Like, really, this is about demystifying all of this because we are all connected. And you don't have to be a spread Disney movie. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that. Well, I have two final questions. And Mm -hmm. one of them is about spiritual awakenings because you are a spiritual awakening guide. So I'm curious, can you tell us about one of your favorite client spiritual awakenings or if you want to share yours too? Ooh, I've had one crazy experience. I'm not sure if I'm ready to share this, but that's definitely in during my spiritual awakening, I channeled a person who was actually alive. Mm. it's a pretty pretty big thing and uh, that was quite something but let me think of something from my well it's definitely i believe when they figure that you know they do have psychic abilities too or what we would put the label on psychic abilities i think just really when you are in that path and figuring things out and trusting really who you truly are because You know, remember when you grow up, 
up until the age of seven, you adapt all of those beliefs from the people who raise you. When you are born, you're this blank canvas. Like when you are born, you're the most connected to your soul ever. And then you will grow up. And I'm not saying that to put it in a bad place, but that's just what's naturally going to happen. But really then, you know, if you can like release all of those layers, all of those beliefs, and just really go back to your true power and then also figure your psychic gifts. I want to say that's big. I love that every single time. It gives me chills. It makes me like my heart is pounding right now. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's incredible. Yeah. And my last question is that this podcast is called My Non-Expert Opinion. And clearly you're an expert in psychic mediumship, spirit guides, spiritual awakenings. But is there anything that you're not an expert in that you wish you were? Cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I love baking. You might have figured I love everything sweet. And I have kids, I have a husband, and I do cook, but am I an expert in it? No. Would it make my life easier? <laughs> yes. Cooking's a big one. Cooking is like on everybody's radar these days because oh, of the, the lockdown. Goodness. Everybody was like forced to cook and realize, okay, I need to like step up my culinary skills. So I feel like everybody can relate to that one. It's a mess because also, you know, it's like I know that. It doesn't matter what I eat, but it's going to be good for my body when it's in vibrational alignment. So when I eat a burger and I love it and I'm excited and I know it's good for my body, it's I'm not going to gain weight. But since I have the belief system that when I eat a bag of candy after reading, <laughs> I'm going to gain weight, guess what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Just, yeah, I, I, I know this. I'm really working on this. See, even psychic mediums have belief systems, belief systems I have to work on and very human struggles. So cooking would be my human struggle. Do you mean like human struggles or yeah, any, anything? Yeah. That, I love that one. So really it was anything. If you know an expert for cooking, let me know. I'll let you know. Cause I'm, I'm told my boyfriend too. I'm like, we need to change up what we're eating. We're eating the same three things every week. So we need to get on the cooking train as well. Yeah, it's just obviously fresh foods have a very high vibration and energy, good for your body. So, and since I have kids, I do cook fresh every day, but do I enjoy the process? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I got to do it. I love that. Yeah. Well, where can everybody find you? I know you have so much going on. So tell us about all your offers and how people can get in touch with you. Oh, yeah. So I do offer spirit guides reading and intuitive readings also for entrepreneur. I do have a membership, which is called the Spiritual Academy membership. I did start it because I realized when you are in your spiritual awakening journey, the number one thing is that you're going to feel so alone with everything you're going through, your friends and family most likely being like, what the heck, you have changed. (laughs) So really trying to provide this community. We have Live Soul Tribe sessions is how I call it. Every single month, we have one spiritual topic every single month. In the month of May, we actually talk about life, past lifetimes, where I do record videos and we have a private Facebook group, which isn't draining. (laughs) (laughs) I actually really enjoy this. And there, I also check in every single Monday, do a bit of card readings, just really like checking this week's energy. And then also I have a podcast called The Spiritual Academy because I'm really trying to provide all of the downloads and teachings I receive 
to just put it out there because this is literally what Spirit wanted me to do and I enjoy it so much. And then, of course, it's like my my big my, my baby is my three month psychic mentorship program, because when you go through it and you just know this is your journey, I'm I'm like that psychic ride or die, right? Like that mentor, where we have sessions either weekly or biweekly, and then boxer support. Because believe me, you got to go through stuff. <laughs> And you better have that support system. So I've been really enjoying that. But, you know, I can only offer the mentorship program in a limited capacity because I do pour my heart and soul into this. So I cannot have more than two students at a time. So I'm trying to think if I missed something. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Amazing. You have so much going on. I love the membership. Like you said, it can feel so isolating sometimes when you, especially if you're in the like healing, coaching, psychic medium Mm. space. So that seems like such a nourishing community. So everybody check that out. And where can we find you on Instagram? I'm there, Catherine, the underscore medium. So make sure to be there. I'm usually very, very active over there, <laughs> except I'm drained that I might take a day off. <laughs> Me but too. Really, I'm there and I love it. You know, I really also love going live there. So I try to do it now every new moon and full moon if I don't have something else on that day, because that energy is quite something. And I would just love to provide on even if you're new to all of this, like how can you make this work for you? Because it's also really understanding like what are the energies that support what you want so you don't have to put in the quote-unquote work, if that makes sense, but just, you know, understanding how everything really is serving you. Love that. Thank you so much for coming on. This is such a powerful and empowering conversation and I love talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a blessing. So thank you so much. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. As you can see, we covered so many different topics. And I really just wanted to break down the barriers that exist around spirituality. And hopefully you can see that you're really not that far away from it and that it is a piece of you. It's not something that you have to hide or turn on and off or put it back on and then take it off at night. Like it really is your essence. That's how I think of spirituality. It's your essence. And I really loved how Catherine broke out so many different concepts from how to get in touch with your spirit guides, how to get in touch with your different senses, and really, again, just explaining things in a way that makes sense. So if you want to work with Catherine, be sure to head to her website, which is spiritualacademy.co. Her Instagram is at Catherine, the underscore medium. Again, she has readings. She has private mentorship as well as a membership and a podcast, the spiritual Academy, which I am a guest on. So head over there and you can hear my perspective as a guest. And of course I will link this all in the show notes. And again, these are the type of topics and the type of energy and conversation that you can expect inside of spirituality for messy people. We kick off this Thursday. So May 20th, this Thursday, I will drop the enrollment link in the show notes. And I want you to know it's okay if you don't sign up. If if you're not resonating with this right now and you're like, I'm just not ready, that's totally fine. And I also want to be transparent that this is a pop-up experience, meaning I'm not going to run it again for a while. After this group program, I'm going to actually focus on my one-on-one clients for a few months and start building things 
from a different lens for my business. I'm going through like a whole evolution right now. So spirituality for messy people is a message that came through to me that I was like, this is what I want to share right now. So I'm not sure that I'll be running it again. And that is not to urge you into a decision or really scare you into anything. It's just, again, to be transparent that this is probably one of the only times I'm running it this year, unless there is a huge interest in another round, I will definitely consider it. But right now my business, I'm going to focus on my one-on-ones after spirituality for messy people wraps up. So I really hope you join us if you feel called, if it resonates, if anything about this makes sense to you, or you just have questions, reach out to me at Chelsea Rife or at Non-Expert Opinion Pod, and we can have an honest conversation around it. I can let you know any more details that you want around spirituality for messy people. And just, again, really reiterating that messy just means like you're a human. You have insecurities. You don't make sense sometimes. You fuck up. Like that's to me what being messy is. And you can be spiritual and messy. These things aren't separate from each other. And I just can't wait to dive into this on Thursday. So again, I will drop the link in the show notes. And if you found value out of this, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you actually leave a rating or review, sorry, you will get a free guided meditation. So just take a screenshot of that and then send it to info at chelsearife.com and I will send you a guided meditation. If you want to feel for what my guided meditations are like, head to my Instagram. I've been doing them the past three Mondays for Mental Health Awareness Month. So yeah, check that out and I will send you a free one. And they're so greatly appreciated. I can't tell you how much the reviews mean, not only from a personal standpoint, like words of affirmation are my love language, but from a business standpoint and distribution standpoint, ratings are like testimonials. So if you think about Apple podcasts or Spotify, that's like the website for somebody. And then the ratings are the testimonials. So that is what I consider like the energy exchange. I do this podcast every week been doing it the last four years, over a hundred episodes. I keep it completely ad free because I just want to make sure that you guys have the best valuable experience possible. And so, yeah, a rating is an excellent way to show your support and it's how I book bigger guests. So if you want to know how I've been able to book some bigger guests, I'm telling you ratings and reviews are one of the first things they look at. So when people ask me to have someone on or book somebody that's really, really exciting to them, I'm letting you know a review or rating is what would help them make the decision to come on. So yeah, just lifting the veil a little bit around how Apple reviews and ratings work. But I deeply appreciate it. You all have no idea how much I love doing this podcast and getting your feedback. So again, reach out to me at Chelsea Wright. And if you want to join us inside of Spirituality for Messy People, please do. Enrollment closes Wednesday, May 19th at midnight. And again, just shoot me any questions. With that, I will see you all next week.